Hey, it's Amartha. And I'm Anika. We're two high school teenagers who understand that it can be difficult to talk about your problems to someone you barely know. So today, we'll be talking about them for you with internet addiction. So without further ado, let's get into it. So first we're going to talk about what is addiction and Google describes it as a biopsychosocial disorder that's characterized by compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli despite any consequences. So it includes being preoccupied with the internet, um, you need to use it in order to have satisfaction, you're unsuccessful in cutting, cutting back on using it, and you're restless when trying to do it. Um, you stay online longer than you intend, and most importantly, you've risked the loss of something important like your job or you're like lying to your family, and it can also be a form of escapism. Um, and if you guys are looking for more information on addiction, make sure to go look at our first episode of season two, which touches on atoad abuse. And a lot of that is about addiction as well and learning to get over addiction with the use of alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. It might not apply especially to this topic, but it'll help you understand what addiction is. So why are we so addicted to our phones? Well, social interaction stimulates the release of dopamine and because so many people use their phones as a source of social interaction, we, we become obsessed with constantly checking them for repeated hits of dopamine, like texting your crush, texting your friends about events you're exciting, excited about, meeting new people over apps like Snapchat and Instagram. And another one I just thought of was like checking your story views on whatever app. Or like the amount of likes that you get on yeah. a certain post too. I think that that kind of introduces a certain type of validation to your personality and to your appearances, which you can easily get addicted to because let's let's face it, a lot of us are looking for some someone or people in general to like us. If you're a people pleaser especially, like you're going to want the majority of society to think of you in a good light or regard you as having a good reputation and I feel that the internet might be the best but also the worst way to come across as someone who is good in all different directions only the directions that you see if that makes sense mm -hmm. Which is part of the reason why Instagram, like, put in that new feature where you can, like, turn off, you can, like, hide your likes or views or whatever. Yeah. And you can, like, do it the other way, too, where other people can't see it. I, like, I forgot. But it's really helpful. Yeah, and I think that also introduces a form of competition as well. If you're checking other people's likes, trying to get more likes than them. And using that as another form of validation, the fact that you might have more likes than one of your friends or um, trying to get more likes than your friend has. I don't know. It's, it's just a form of like subtle competition between you and your friends. I don't know how else to put it, but it's 
it's underlying and it can actually damage so much, not just your mental health, but also your relationships. So you've already started kind of talking about this, but why is the internet so addictive? Basically, the internet is always on, so to speak, because of the lack of boundaries between tasks. There's really nothing to stop you from resisting the temptation. This plus the dopamine uh, you might get from social interaction over the internet that we talked about just now um, might allow for a full-blown addiction to the point where you solely look for validation through your internet personality. Yeah, and that might lead you to have like two two different personalities. Like, kind of reminds me of the poem you read in Spanish, but like, it's not good because then you're just being fake, and then like, how can other people trust you? And yeah, it's just a whole thing. So, yeah. Um. So moving on, how does overusing the internet affect one's mental health? Well, first of all, it gives you a higher risk of anxiety and depression. Um, it can also affect, affect your academic life, which, which can then have an impact on your mental health because some may look for academic validation. Um, it can also lead to impulsive impulsivity because if you think of TikTok, you can just go on there and like scroll for a really long time. And it's all these like super short videos. And finally, poor quality of sleep, which is never good for anything because how I think of it is that Sleep is the base of everything. So then when you don't get enough sleep, then you're not feeling awake enough. And then you're not able to focus in class. And then you would just fall behind. It's like a whole cycle. So don't recommend. Yeah. And when I think of impulsivity, I, I just think about my own experiences. I will go on my phone and scroll. I'll click on TikTok and I'll start scrolling. And sometimes I'll like a minute later, I'll be like, what am I doing? I was trying to, to finish an assignment and I just opened this app and now I'm like an hour into scrolling. What like what's going on? Sometimes I'll do it yeah. on autopilot. And I think that that's kind of one of the moments where I realized, wow, I'm using these apps. I'm using the, my phone in general a lot. And I feel like the root of that started at in quarantine because before before that i barely used to use my phone my screen time was under three hours so that like and if you guys know from quarantine a normality that we've established now i think is like seven hours of screen time so that which is really really bad because if you guys have ever seen that sign in your doctor's office like two hours of screen time or less is usually the norm mm. um <laughs> so five hours over that is a pretty big jump uh but yeah i never used to use my phone that much during the school year i was always doing assignments um most of them were on paper too i wasn't using my chromebook very much but when during quarantine especially School was all online, so I was using my Chromebook for the majority of the day, and then when I would finish my homework on my Chromebook, I would turn to my phone and read fan fiction or read, like, uh, e-books or go through my Snapchat, you know, read webtoons, whatever, and then I would turn to, like, paper documents or, like, books and stuff, but none of that stuff, like, everything 
was online during quarantine, which really messed with my brain. And that kind of, like, this was before um, we were actually in regular school. When we were in regular school, my screen time increased like crazy. We were on our, like, because before we had optional Zoom calls or it was like, Mm-hmm. You could come in if you needed help, and the rest of your assignments were to be submitted online if you wanted to. School was basically optional from March through May. So when we came back and school was actually mandatory, and the grades that we were being given were our real grades, everything was online. I was spending so much time from like 7 in the morning to about 1 in like one in the morning doing homework um and trying to submit assignments and get everything done on time like none of none of that was on paper and it just it increased not only increased like my screen time but having academic validation through the screen mixing those two together offers this not good like it's if you're addicted to one then you're gonna like and if you combine the two you're gonna be addicted to the other one and it's it's messed with my head so far that now I really have to my attention span is so bad I pick up my phone like every couple minutes or so and like check for texts and it's so bad I try to tell myself like hey I want to unplug for the day and put my phone in a box and just ignore it but I can't do that because half of my validation comes through the phone and the screen in general yeah it's like I would wake up and the like I would roll out of bed and the first thing I would have to do is go to class on zoom and one thing one custom that I always try to have is that I'm trying to put back now is like when I first wake up I don't really use my phone or check social media immediately um because that makes me feel that actually makes me feel like so much more tired throughout the rest of the day because then I'm just spending like the first like maybe hour of my day just scrolling and like it doesn't really make you feel good unless you're looking at inspiring content which like the only app that has ever been okay with me to do that is Pinterest Um, but then again, that depends on like what your Pinterest feed is. So like, you just have to like, be careful of what you're consuming the first, like the, as the first thing you do in the morning. People have gotten so addicted to their phones because especially during quarantine. And one example I was just thinking about was TikTok or like, if anyone knows like TikTok room on Instagram and like, everyone being on their phone so much like there was so much more hate comments on people's posts and like that just created such a more negative environment and everyone wanted to be on social media but at the same time it was so difficult because there was so much of that hate and people just wanted to enjoy it because social media honestly is a form of escapism like I think we talked about that in some episode before but It's just so difficult because you want to get away from things. But the second you like go on autopilot and you click on Instagram and you're like, I'm just going to scroll for a little bit. It like wastes so much of your time. Then you're then you like hate it. And so kind of using that as a segue into how do social media apps increase in Internet addiction? Well, most importantly, the algorithm 
on like every single social media app is formatted to track your history and data and like keep on making recommendations so you stay on the app for example on instagram recently they did this update where if you scroll through your feed they'll put like recommended posts in between the people you actually follow which has made me hate it so much because i liked using instagram more than tiktok because you're following what you want to see so when you're scrolling you only see the things that you expect to see and what you want to see like maybe it's inspirational content but then now when you're scrolling through it you'll just see some random post that's recommended to you which has like no like i did not want to see that and it's just really annoying and another example is youtube because youtube will track what you search um track what you search up and it'll take that and put it into your recommendations homepage. And the more you click on things from your homepage, the more it recommends stuff related to that. So that's how YouTube keeps you on the app. And I took a lot of this, or at least a YouTube one. I remember from this documentary I watched on Netflix and it's called The Social Dilemma. And I promise this documentary is like not boring because I thought it would be and my mom convinced me to watch it. And it's actually super interesting and it has like actors and stuff that like play out a specific scenario. It's actually really interesting and I highly recommend it. So you can see like the way that Facebook and um, Snapchat, like with streaks, that's how they keep you on the app. So like Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, like if you want to learn all about that, it's super interesting and I highly recommend. And um just to cap this off i know that we've been saying like this is a this is a therapy session so we want to address the problem but we also want to help you get over this problem first think about how your mental health relates to your internet usage like think of what the real problem is chances are you're trying to use the internet as a form of escapism and run away from the real problem such as you're lonely or you have anxiety or you're probably depressed because I feel like that is one of the huge one of the biggest reasons why I um, turned to the internet a lot more than I did um, my usual hobbies or uh, my usual pastimes I guess and also, if, you, if it helps you keep an addiction journal, like what did you do during the day? What did you access on the internet? How long did you access it? Um, just so that you can keep track of patterns. It's like a sleep journal if you've ever done one. Um, or a dream journal. But that's also a little trivial because dreams can be crazy. Keep track of different patterns that you notice and... Um, Think about what the next step would be to combat those issues or that pattern. Break the pattern. Also, reduce proximity to various devices. Like, start with your phone because chances are you're going to turn to that to use the internet a lot more often than you are going to use your computer because it's less convenient. You have to turn it on, enter a password, open a tab, type in a um, web address, and then you can access the internet. So... (laughs) um, (laughs) It's, it's a lot different than going to your phone, clicking a link, and then you're there. You open your phone, you have it handheld, like it's different, a lot more different. And plus, if you have, if you're somewhere else, you don't have access to your computer, then you're going to turn to your phone. So start with your phone, 
turn on your screen time um, to track your screen time. And then also there's a setting, um, especially like on Apple, where you can um, put a timer on certain apps and it will turn off those apps or turn off your access to those apps after a certain time so that you can step away and um, do other things that bring you joy and focus on yourself versus the internet and try to combat that addiction. Um, this is especially help for, helpful for social media apps if you can't find um, a way to take yourself away from it. Because like we said, it's really, really easy to go on your TikTok and scroll for hours on end or go on your Instagram um, feed and scroll for hours on end as well. So just put a timer on those apps. And I feel like it's going to help a lot with time management and just stepping away from things that are too much, I guess. Mm -hmm. So also there's this thing called delay discounting. Um, the longer you have to wait for a reward, the less worth it is to you. So if you keep yourself away from the internet or the or your phone for a really long amount of time chances are you're gonna stop wanting that soon i guess like if you put yourself say here's a situation you tell yourself you'll get your phone in an hour over time you're gonna stop wanting your phone and your attention will drift to something else that is probably of more worth to you hopefully it's of more worth to you and you'll drift towards that instead start doing that and possibly you're going to forget about your phone and the internet and whatever else you were going to do on your phone mm -hmm. it'll be a lot easier to resist if you wait longer for the reward if you wait longer to get that hit of dopamine that you get with this addiction yeah. And um, finally, find your natural high. Um, that could be going on a walk outside or just really any kind of working out or exercise. Um, it could be just like spending time with your family or your friends or reading a book or playing an instrument. Like there's so many different things you can do. And maybe you could be like playing with your with your pet sorry you could not find the word but there's just so many examples and i'm sure you'll find something so now hopefully you've had some nice catharsis education or a great time listening don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and review on apple Podcasts. um follow on spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast and follow our instagram tiktok and facebook and no therapist no problem Thanks for joining us and remember to join us again in two weeks because even if you have no therapist, it's no problem.